0: As you're building your business, you're probably noticing that negative inner critic is starting to pop up and maybe even louder than it was before starting your business. And I struggled with that negative inner critic and I called him the itty bitty shitty committee. And he dominated my mind for the first 30 years of my life. And when I started my business, he literally was all I heard. All the negativity, all the bad news, everything that negative I could be thinking about myself, my business, my ability to achieve success, all just ran my life. And it is exhausting. It is exhausting to be trying to fight back with this negative voice all the time. We have enough negativity and people not around us supporting us and telling us we can't do it. The last thing we need Is our own mind telling us this? And a lot of times this comes from limiting beliefs and we all have limiting beliefs. If you're like, no, Jen, I'm fine, I'm good. I'm sorry, but you're lying to yourself because we all have them. Even successful multimillionaires have limiting beliefs that pop up throughout their journey. And when they started their business, these limiting beliefs were a big thing. The difference though, between multimillionaires and the people who aren't achieving their goals is the millionaires work through those limiting beliefs. The millionaires uncovered and knew that there was something going wrong, that their mindset was key to success. And they needed to do the work to fix it. And when it comes to removing limiting beliefs, there's actually a way to do it that's quick and easy. And who doesn't like quick and easy? So let's dive into today's episode where I'm going to share with you exactly how you can remove those limiting beliefs, how it can be easy, how it can be quick, and how you can turn it around so that itty bitty shitty committee isn't even a thing anymore. Where that negative voice goes from 90% of the time to five or 10% of the time, to the point where you can just block him out, not worry about him and just send him packing. And wouldn't that be amazing? So let's go show you how to do that. Let's go dive in. Are you over all that one size fits all and hustle culture bullshit that actually isn't getting you the results you truly desire in your business? If so, then you're in the right place welcome to the Six Figure Female Entrepreneur Podcast, where we chat about all things mindset and business that actually help you make big money in your online business while working less hours. And who doesn't want that? I'm your host, Jen Goodfriend, a successful six figure business and mindset strategist and recovering type A overachiever who now enjoys doing things the easy way. I live the chill country life and have a passion for all things furry and cute. Join me each week as I share more than a decade of experience in the entrepreneurial world and how you too can make way more money while actually working less. Let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. I am so happy you're here because we're talking about one of my absolute favorite topics. The one topic that I can never shut up about, that I'm talking to everybody about, and anyone who asks me about it, I can't stop chatting their ear off, and that is limiting beliefs and hypnotherapy. Because the thing is, is if you want to remove your limiting beliefs permanently and easily, then hypnotherapy is exactly what you need. And I know a lot of you are like, oh my God, what about this? What about that? There's these misconceptions out there. There's a lot of misinformation out there and there's a lot of lack of information. There's just not the information people are like, well, what really is it? How does it work? So today I want to share with you all about this life transforming modality and how it not only changed my life, but changes my client's life and how it can change your life as well and how effective it is at literally removing the limiting beliefs because our limiting beliefs can get in the middle of us and our success. They can literally stop us from achieving the success we truly desire. So as long as we have those limiting beliefs, we're fighting against those limiting beliefs, we're working to remove those limiting beliefs, they're going to sabotage us. They are going to get in in our way. So first, I just want to briefly talk about what limiting beliefs are and how they're created. So most of you probably know about limiting beliefs. There are those thoughts like the fear of failure, fear of success, fear of visibility, uh, imposter syndrome. There are those negative thought patterns that tell us we can't do something, that's not available to us. Who do we think we are? It's that negative inner chatter that just doesn't shut up that ends us up sabotaging our ability to achieve the goal we desire. And the thing is, is all of these limiting beliefs are created in our subconscious mind. So the mind has two parts. There's the conscious, which is the part of you that's listening to me right now, processing the words. You probably are are talking back to yourself about it, like nodding your head. uh huh. That's our conscious part of our brain. That's the part we're aware of. But then we've got this other part of our brain called the subconscious. And this is the part of our brain. You can think of it, I like to say, like a hard drive. This is like our storage system. This is where our programs are. This is the part of our brain that runs our life, runs our thought patterns, runs our habits. But the difference is is the subconscious mind isn't conscious to us. So even though it runs the show, We're not conscious of the belief systems and the thoughts and all of those things that are going on it, and our belief systems are stored in this system, and our belief systems aren't always what we think they are. So these belief systems in our subconscious mind are developed throughout our entire life, and these belief systems help us decide who we are, how we act, and how we think. But the scary part is, is how we develop these belief systems. And this is the part that maybe a lot of people don't understand. So with our belief systems, with how we act, how we show up, you know, you were told as a child, oh, just wait till you grow up and you can be whoever you want to be. But that's a bit of a lie. Why? Because our belief systems are starting to be created literally from the moment we're born, even in the womb. I know this sounds funny, but we actually hear stuff in the womb. And I have had clients who remember things in their womb that they have created belief systems around. I know it sounds crazy. So what happens is about 50% of our belief systems, our programs, who we will become as an adult, actually happen in the first five to six years of life. So those of you that have children, think about that timeframe. In the psychological world, this is the time of experimenting and learning through our senses. So children learn through taste and touch and sound and sight. And this is also how they create their belief system. So the things that children see, the things that children hear, they're like sponges and they literally just absorb it into themselves and take that on as truth because they don't have rational thought. They don't have cause and effect thinking. They don't have those high brain functions to know, oh, that was just a joke. Oh, that was just sarcastic. They just see things and take it at face value and they absorb that in. Think about a young child. Think about, I remember my nephew did this and it was my fault, not not their parents, but I remember when my nephew was like two or three years old, I remember saying shit in front of him. And my nephew started repeating that all of a sudden. He's saying, shit, 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 and like saying it at a bad time. And my brother was so mad. He's like, look what you did. But that's the way children's mind worked. He didn't understand it was a bad word. He didn't know that, that he wasn't supposed to be saying that. And we did tell him, and eventually he figured it out. But he thought, because I said it, that it's just, it's a new word, and he was all excited about this. And that's how children learn at this age. So even when we don't think children are paying attention, these young children, they are, and they're taking in their surroundings and creating belief systems. So think about that. 50% of your belief system is created by the age of five or six based off of your senses. And then up to 85 to 90% of your belief systems, the rest up to that point is then created throughout your teen years. And we can all probably remember back to our teen years and maybe not for good reasons. And again, we, between 50 to, Doing that 50% and that 95%, we're now creating that belief system. So we're adding more beliefs into ourselves, into our mind, into that subconscious in a really difficult period of our time. So... All of a sudden, we're getting the rational thought, we're getting cause and effect thinking, but our brain's at our point of development where we are driven by being accepted, by being a part of a group, by being able to fit in, and we will do anything to fit in, and we are driven around reward and pleasure, So that's why teenagers do stupid crap is because they're driven by reward. So you'll see a teenager mull it over in their mind and go, okay, yes, I'm going to get in trouble if I do this, but they go and do it anyway. And it's because the reward was probably greater than the risk. They put it in their mind and go, okay, even if I get caught, is this really worth getting caught? And they go and do it anyway. And that's why teens make bad decisions. But then during this period, up until the age of 18, you're further ingraining these belief systems into your subconscious mind. So then when you become 18 and you're told, okay, you're an adult now, you can go out and be whoever you want to be. Our programs are already at like 90%. We're already programmed to be who we are, to have the quirks that we have, to have the insecurities, to have those negative thoughts and those negative feelings about ourselves. And then we're told, okay, well, you've got 10% left. Let's go out and make you who you want to be. Well, it's difficult at that point because we've already got these programs from a very influential time in our life through our young childhood and through our teen years. So you can see now, if you were someone who struggles with insecurities, with low self-worth, with low self-esteem, you picked that up in childhood and you've carried it forward. Because the thing with limiting beliefs and the subconscious mind is it doesn't do these things willy-nilly. It doesn't just make a belief or a limiting belief for no reason. These are created as a mechanism to keep you safe. So all of these fears, all these limiting beliefs at some point served a purpose for you. And I'm going to give you an example of this. So for me, one of mine was perfectionism. I was a perfectionist as a child. I had to have like top grades. Like I was striving for straight A's. I had to be a star athlete. I had to be the perfect child and, you know, do everything my parents said and get all the accolades. And I didn't do this just for the sake of doing this because this was freaking hard work. Like It was exhausting being me as a child, trying to be perfect for everybody, trying to achieve all the goals, doing all the things. And the thing was, is I did it because at the age of just three days, I created a limiting belief based off of something my mom said that told me I wasn't good enough. And because I created that belief, my mind goes, oh no, if you're not good enough, it's not safe to be us as a child. Because if we're not good enough, then how are we going to be fed? How are we going to be clothed? How are we going to take care of? How are our needs going to be met? My two-day-old brain is freaking out going, oh my God, survival, survival, survival. We need to to survive. So mine mine created a belief of you have to be better. You have to be better. If you're better, your parents will love you. They'll want to take care of you. You'll be looked after. So my whole life, I literally bent over backwards to make others happy, to try and feel worthy and deserving of love and affection and the things that I didn't think I was worthy of. And so you can see how these limiting beliefs stop us and are based off of kind of crappy belief systems because I didn't know any better back then. I know better now because I'm an adult, but I didn't know better back then. I've had clients create limiting beliefs around fear of visibility because they grew up in an abusive household. Because when you grow up in an abusive household, not being seen and not being heard is a protective mechanism. Because if you're there and your parents are angry and you're going to get beat, if the more visible you are, the more likely you are to get hurt. But if you hide and you're quiet and you're not around and you're not standing out, you're less likely to get hurt. So you can see how we create these belief systems and how they're meant to keep us safe. But then when we want to go on and create a business for ourselves, be successful, become wealthy, all of a sudden these limiting beliefs get in our way. Because if you have a fear of being visible, then you're not going to get on camera on social media and be talking to people. I actually had a client who this was one of her fears, and the thing was is she grew up in an abusive household, literally was beat as a toddler, even before she was a baby in the crib who couldn't even roll over, who had her sister beating on her. And so she created a belief at a very young age, it's not safe to be seen. But then she gets into her 30s, she starts her business, and she wants to start doing live videos to promote herself. And every single week, she would schedule a live video. She'd be telling everybody she was going to go live. But then the day that the live came, she would get physically ill every single day. This went on for months. And every time she'd wake up in the morning already exhausted, and she'd either have a migraine or she'd be so physically exhausted before she was supposed to do her live that she would end up in bed asleep before she could do it. And she thought that it was just something going on. She's like, oh, I'm just exhausted. I'm not taking care of myself. But through hypnotherapy, we were able to go back to that event in her childhood where she was beat and to many other events throughout her life where it was not safe to be visible, abusive relationships, and so much more. So her mind made a connection that being visible is unsafe. And once the mind makes a belief system, once a mind decides that something's not safe, it will do everything in its power to stop you from doing the thing, including creating physical illness. Did you know that most physical ailments are a result of something going on in your mind, some sort of belief system, that it's telling you something? So for my client, she wouldn't allow herself to go live because she didn't feel safe. And the mind was like, no, danger, danger, you can't do this. What if something happens to us? And safety always wins. And the mind and the subconscious mind specifically always wins, so whatever is going on in the subconscious is going to overrule any of your conscious belief systems. So even though my client said, I wanna do video, this is what I wanna do, I'm scheduling it, I'm taking the action steps, her subconscious mind was sabotaging herself. And that's what happens with these limiting beliefs, is even though we consciously can have the best of intentions and be doing all the things we're supposed to be doing to have a successful business, The subconscious mind always overrides it. So you're probably wondering, okay, Jen, this is great, but how did you go back to two days of age? How did your client know that she was beat as a child? And that's the power of hypnotherapy and why I wanted to talk with you guys about it today because one of the big things about limiting beliefs is one, Most of us don't even know what ours are, what are those negative thought patterns, what are those programs going on inside of our subconscious mind that are sabotaging us and also trying to remove them. And the biggest misconception that's going on in the mindset world is that you can fix or reprogram subconscious beliefs with conscious work. And I'm sorry to say, but that's not true. Unfortunately, subconscious work has to be done in the subconscious. It would be like trying to play soccer with a football. It doesn't work. So if you're wanting the really big transformation, if you're wanting to change at the source and to reprogram your mind so that you're not actually having to fight against those limiting beliefs, because that's what a lot of people do. Say you have a fear of visibility. You're going to be like my client and you're going to keep scheduling them and you're going to keep trying to force yourself to do them, force yourself to stay awake, force yourself to do these things. But that's bloody exhausting. And your body and your mind is going to fight you tooth and nail every single step of the way. Or you can do the hypnotherapy. You can go into the subconscious mind where the program was created and you can uncover why it was created, what its benefit was, and you can literally tell your mind, "Uh, no, no, thank you. I understand how this has helped me, but it no longer helps me and I don't want it anymore. And you literally just hit the erase button. It's like going into your hard drive and erasing old programs that you're no longer using on your computer. You just go in there and hit the delete button and then you can install a new program, install new belief systems into your mind. And that's the power behind hypnotherapy is you're literally working in that subconscious mind, working with those belief systems at their source and uncovering them. And that's another powerful thing about hypnotherapy and why it works so well is so many women don't even know what their struggle is. Why are they holding themselves back? And they come to me and they go, I'm procrastinating. I've got perfectionism. I am self-sabotaging. I'm doing all these things and I have no clue why. And that's a struggle. You don't know why you're doing something, but nothing you do changes it. Nothing you do consciously is fixing it. And you're working and you're putting in more hours and you're working harder and you're struggling and you're beating yourself up. And you're like, why is this not working? It's because there's a limiting belief that's saying it's not available to you. It's not safe. You can't do this. So if you don't know what you're trying to fix, how do you fix it? And so by accessing the subconscious, by going into your programs, you can literally just ask your mind, hey, um, what's going on in there? Why, why am I not allowing myself to have success? Why am I not allowing myself to have these things? And I did this a few years ago because I'd hit another limiting belief in my business and I kind of capped my income and wasn't allowing myself to get more. So I worked with my colleague and we went in there and literally just asked in my mind, why is Jen sabotaging herself? Why is she not allowing herself to have the success? And my mind goes, well, because she's a girl. And she was told from a very young age that girls shouldn't be focusing on businesses and success and being wealthy. Girls should be focusing on finding a husband, getting married, popping out babies, raising babies, taking care of their husbands. And that's all you need to focus on. Because that was the belief that was implanted in me all my life. I heard that everywhere. It was just the belief system that my family had. And so I had this belief system that I shouldn't be focusing on a business. I shouldn't be focusing on wealth and success. I was putting my attention in the wrong spot. So when I was trying to go after that next level of success, my mind goes, but that's not what you should be focusing on. So it sabotaged me. But as soon as I uncovered that and removed it, literally months, like a couple months later, I was hitting those big goals. I was hitting that next level of income. And that's how easy it gets to be. And that's how powerful hypnotherapy is and why it's so important in the mindset work. Because you got to go where the beliefs are made. You got to work with the belief systems and you got to work to remove them at the source. Because when you remove them, they're just just a non issue there's no longer having to journal having to spend an hour a day prepping to do the work you know to jump into your business and do the things because it just happens, because it's just a part of who you are now. It's just a part of your programs. And now I know hypnotherapy is becoming more mainstream and there's more information out there, but there's still so many misconceptions and so many fears around this modality. So much so that it's preventing people from getting the quick and easy help that would make the biggest changes in their business. The shifts and changes that literally could take them from struggling business owner, making one, $3,000 to easily hit those 10K, 15K, 20K months. It literally is that life-changing. But because of the fear, because of the misconceptions, because of the myths out there, a lot of people are afraid to try it. So I want to share with you guys some of the common myths I hear and just debunk them because I don't want you guys to make a decision from a place of fear. I want you guys to make a decision and say, is this right for me based off of being open-minded and knowledgeable about the process? So one of the biggest fears I hear, and I hear this all the time, is I don't want to be made to do something I don't want to do. You can make me do things I don't want to do because they see those stage shows and they see people clucking like a chicken and doing stupid things. Trust me, I did that. I did that back in college. But the thing is with hypnosis, whether it's the stage hypnosis or clinical hypnotherapy, which are completely different, is that you can never be made to do something that you're not willing to do. You have free will when you're doing hypnotherapy and when you're in hypnosis. But some people are more open than others. So for me, when I did the stage show, I was open to it. I'm an extrovert. I am one for put me in the spotlight. But my friend isn't. My friend was very extra introverted. She was very shy, but I drug her up on that stage because I'm like, if I'm doing this, you sure as hell are doing this. You are coming with me. And I drug her up on that stage and they couldn't hypnotize her because she did not want to be there. So because she didn't want to be there, she couldn't be hypnotized. But us people who wanted to be hypnotized, we were up there, we were having fun. We were joking around. It was a good time. And that's the thing about hypnotherapy. You never, ever can do something that you don't want to do, which leads into the second part. One of the misconceptions is, oh, but I don't know what you're doing to me. I'm unconscious of this. And that's a myth as well. In hypnotherapy, this is a very collaborative process, and you are aware of what's going on the entire time. So with hypnosis, there's almost this myth that you're asleep, But that's not true. You're just in a very relaxed and suggestible state. So you can think of it like being in a super deep meditation. The only difference is it's a little bit of a different brainwave. So depending on how relaxed we are, our brain goes between different brainwaves. So hypnosis is just one brainwave length deeper. And it's funny because we're actually in hypnosis um, many times throughout the day. So one of those times, one of the same brainwaves as hypnosis is REM sleep. So when you're in REM sleep at night, you're in that same brainwave as you would be in hypnosis. And you're also, when you zone out, have you ever driven and all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, where am I? How did I get here? You know that zoning out, sometimes people do it during TV. That's actually a hypnotic state. So you're doing this whether you realize it or not. It's just when you're doing it for therapeutic purposes, you're recognizing it. You're purposely going into this different brainwave with the intention of, I want to be here because I want to change things about myself. So when you're doing this, you are totally conscious. You are an active participant. You are aware of everything that's going on and nobody can ever make you do things you don't want to do or go through things you don't want to go through. So one of the other myths that I hear is that hypnotherapy isn't effective. And unfortunately, this comes from the psychological world because there's a lot of scientific psychological researchers that have said, oh, because we can't empirically study Um, hypnotherapy so because of that we can't prove if it's true or not because part of hypnotherapy is regression where we're literally taking your mind back to past events to say where did where did this event come from did this happen in your life and because the scientists are saying oh we can't prove that event that event happened or didn't then we can't prove that hypnotherapy is effective There is research out there that shows the effectiveness of hypnotherapy, though. So there was a research study done in American Health magazine, and it was a comparison study that looked at the treatment of mental health disorders using different modalities. So one of them was psychoanalysis, and it showed a 30% recovery after 600 sessions. It also looked at behavior therapy, which had a 72% recovery after 22 sessions. And finally, it looked at hypnotherapy. And hypnotherapy had a 93% recovery after just six sessions. And this was done comparing counseling techniques with hypnotherapy. And this study shows how powerful. So even though some scientists are saying, oh, we can't empirically study it, This study shows that it is powerful and it's so much so that even counselors and psychologists have started incorporating clinical hypnotherapy into their practices because they've seen the transformations. So if it wasn't powerful, why are these trained experts, these doctors, these psychotherapists, why are they using it in their practice? So ask yourself that if this really didn't work, these people wouldn't be using it. I wouldn't be using it. I wouldn't be using a tool if it didn't work, but it worked for me so well. It literally transformed my life and I've seen it transform my clients. So why would I keep that from people that would be doing my clients and doing the world a disservice if I found something that quickly and easily removed your limiting beliefs and I kept it to myself and said, no, go and do it the hard way. That just doesn't make sense to me. But unfortunately, that's the way the scientific community works. And it was one reason that I didn't look at continuing on in my psychological studies, because when you get to that next step, it's all about empirically proving and show me the results. And that's important in some aspects, but sometimes the results just can't be proven. Sometimes the results just aren't tangible. So we need to start looking at other things and asking ourselves, well, Is it getting results? Are people using this and getting results? Are people changing? Is this helping? And even trying it for yourself because it isn't for everybody. It isn't a modality that everybody loves and that's okay, but it is life changing if you want to try it. It is life changing to help you truly change their limiting beliefs and turn your thought processes around and allow yourself to have that success and allow it to be easy for once. If you have ever even been interested or curious about hypnotherapy and you want to give it a try, then I have an amazing free option for you to try today. I have this amazing abundance hypnosis audio which I love and I still listen to because it's so amazing. And this is just part of the hypnotherapy process. There's what we call the regression where you're going back and uncovering the limiting beliefs, and then there's what we call the reprogramming. And this is the reprogramming part and this is all the good stuff This is the audio going into your subconscious mind, telling your mind exactly what you want to have. It's going in and telling your mind that abundance is available to you. It feels so good. It's so easy. It's available to you. And you're just going to feel so much better. You're going to start feeling like that abundance you truly desire is actually available to you. So if you wanna give hypnosis a try, then this is amazing introduction. It's easy, it's simple. You just find yourself a nice quiet place, lay down, listen, and let the magic happen. So if you wanna try that, the link will be in the show notes below. But if you're ready to do more than just try this, if you're tired of struggling and dealing with that itty bitty shitty committee and dealing with all those negative thoughts and those limiting beliefs and the things you don't even know about, and you're just ready for business to be easy and fun again, then set up a time to chat with me. I would love to talk with you and see if hypnotherapy is right and help you find the right program that is going to help you bust through these limiting beliefs once and for all so that you can actually hit that six figures and beyond in your business and actually allow it to be easy. Because as you guys know, I'm all for time and financial freedom. I did not start my business to work 40, 50, 60 hour weeks and be making, you know what, six figures. I wanted six figures and I wanted to be doing it in a way that gave me freedom to enjoy my money. So if you're wanting that time and freedom as well, if you're wanting money and business and all of those things you desire to be easy, then head over now and book yourself a free call. We can chat about how hypnotherapy can transform your life today. When you start working with your subconscious mind rather than against it, that's when big things change because your subconscious is your programs. It is the deciding factor between you getting what you want and you struggling for the rest of your life. And you can choose to keep going the way you want, and that's okay. You're going to probably keep getting a little bit of success. You're probably going to keep moving along, but it's maybe not going to be as easy as you like, and it's maybe not going to be as quick as you like. But if you're doing things and you're happy with what you're doing, that's fine. But if you're like me and you want the big results and you want them quick and you want them easy and you want them fast then that's where hypnotherapy makes a difference. It literally collapses timelines. It takes years of work. As you've seen, the study said, behavioral therapy, which is super powerful, had a 72% recovery rate after 22 sessions. And psychoanalysis, which is one of the top forms of therapy used in North America today, had a 38% recovery rate after 600 sessions, 600. So even if you looked at behavioral therapy with 72% recovery in 22 sessions, hypnotherapy blew it out of the water with a 93% recovery after just six sessions, six. So which would you prefer? A 38% recovery after 600 sessions or 93 after six? Think about how much quicker you could be getting results, how much quicker you could move through those limiting beliefs and start getting the results you want, to stop even having to fight that itty bitty shitty community. Stop fighting that negative inner critic and just go out and do what you want to do and make that dream life a reality. The choice is yours. You ultimately always have that choice of how you want to work through things. I just ask you, do you want it to be quick and easy or do you want to take the struggle bus? Either way, it's okay. You're allowed to have your choice, but I want to make sure you know that there's a quicker and easier way of doing things. So if you're interested in knowing what that's about, make sure to book a free call with me now and make sure to at least go get the free audio and try it out today in a way that feels good and is easy so that you can see how amazing and how natural this process is because you're going to be surprised that how natural and good it feels and that you're going to want to keep doing it. So if you still have questions about hypnotherapy, if there's still misconceptions or things that you're wondering about, make sure to hit me up. Send me a DM on Instagram. Send me an email, however you want to do it. Let me know what are some of the misconceptions or things that you've heard about hypnotherapy that you're still wondering about. I am more than happy to share my knowledge, to bust the myths, and do everything I can to show you how amazing this modality is. So if you're curious, if you're just having questions, always hit me up. I am always in my inbox. I am the one answering my messages, and I'm more than happy to answer any questions you guys might have. And if I get enough questions, maybe I'll just do a whole other episode where I'm talking about you know, the myths and the lies that I'm hearing about it so that I can make sure everyone is knowledgeable. So take time today to think about this what are my limiting beliefs? What are the thought patterns that are popping up in my head on a regular basis that I'm sick of hearing and I'm ready to let go? And then go out and do whatever it takes to let them go. Because when you do, that's when success gets to be so much easier and so much more fun. And that's what life and business is all about. That's it for me today, guys. I'll see you guys back here again next week. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five star review on Apple or Spotify. It helps other amazing women just like you find the podcast. And I would be so grateful.